longing for peace and joy and happiness. You need converting. You need converting from sin to Christ. You need a change in your life. And you can have that change before this night is over. The Bible says you can have a new heart. You can have a change in your nature. Jesus said it all through the Gospels. He used such terminology as this, being born again, repenting of sin, entering a narrow gate, and many other expressions to express this idea of conversion. Now, why do we have to be converted? The Bible tells us in order to find forgiveness of sin, you must be converted. Before you can find forgiveness of sin. Now, the Bible says, with your sins, and in your sinful condition, you cannot find forgiveness of sin unless God forgives you. There's nothing you can earn. There's no amount of money you can pay. Then how can a person be forgiven of sin? God is a just God. God is a holy God. And that is the reason that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and shed his blood. And the Bible says that if I come to the cross, if I am converted from my sins, if I receive Christ by faith, then I can be forgiven of every sin. So God, reverently speaking, can erase every sin from his memory. He buries them in the depths of the sea, as far as the east is from the west, and God wants to forgive you tonight. He wants to forgive you tonight. He wants to forgive you tonight, if you let him. But God requires that ye be converted. You can only come as you've been forgiven of sin. First there comes conversion from sin to Christ. Then because of Christ's death on the cross, God now finds grounds whereby he can forgive you of your sin. When you're converted, what's involved in being converted? Why, what is this business of conversion? All right, now here's what it means very simply. The word conversion means to turn around, to change. You're going in one direction, you turn around and start in a new direction. It means repentance. The word repentance means also to turn or to change your mind. All right, it, repentance means that you change your view. You change your view regarding sin. You change your view regarding God. You change your view concerning Christ. It means that you acknowledge that you've sinned. Are you ready to acknowledge that tonight? You must believe the claims of Christ. You must believe that Christ died on the cross, that he rose again. You must believe that Christ is able to change your life. You must believe that intellectually. You say, I believe Christ, but you haven't come repenting of your sins to the foot of the cross and received him and surrendered and committed to him. It is an act of the will by which you receive Christ. Have you done that? Have you repented? Have you believed? Have you received? Are you sure of it? If you're not sure, make sure tonight. Because you cannot be forgiven of sin. You cannot be accepted of God. You cannot go to heaven when you die. Unless you have repented and believed. The Portland, Oregon Crusade in 1968 was held in the Memorial Coliseum. In this excerpt, Mr. Graham continues preaching on the value of the soul. The soul is the most valuable thing in the world. And how many of us neglect it? 
How many of you never even think of it? Until it's too late. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, to redeem man's soul. Man's soul is more important than the body. More important than what we wear and what we eat and where we live and the standard of living we have. Your soul is valuable because of God's concern. The Bible says, God is long-suffering to us with not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God is concerned about your soul. Think of it now. The mighty God that rules all of creation is interested in you. He has the hairs of your head numbered, the Bible says. Oh, yes, he knows all about you. You're the one lost sheep. And he's looking for you tonight. He's knocking at your heart's door. Because Christ died, you can receive a new heart tonight and live forever. That's how simple and how glorious and how wonderful the gospel is. You see, the word gospel means good news. And the good news is Christ died. I don't have to be judged. I don't have to go to hell. I don't have to be lost. My soul has been redeemed. I'm going to heaven. But I've got to first repent of my sin and receive Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Are you saved? Are you ready to meet God? I'm going to ask you, despite your sins, tonight to confess Christ as your Lord and Savior and be sure that your soul is saved. You've got to know Christ for yourself. And how do you do it? You must be willing to repent of your sins and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. This next excerpt was presented at the 1977 Crusade, held at the Riverfront Coliseum in Cincinnati, Ohio. And the gospel is that in spite of your sins, God loves you. He's willing to save you. He's willing to forgive you. He wants to take you to heaven. And if we're to be saved, we must come by the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that's what the word believe means in the Bible. That's what it means, the word faith. You believe to the point that you commit your life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. No other Lord, no other gods. You're ready to change your whole lifestyle to make Him Lord and Master. That's what it means. Are you committed that way? But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the children of God, even to them that believe on His name. To him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith, faith, faith. Believe, believe, believe. Commit. Have you committed your life totally and completely to Christ? Is he yours? Are you sure of it? If there's a doubt... Don't leave here tonight without making sure. In 1986, Mr. Graham again preached the sermon, The Value of the Soul, this time in Washington, D.C. Jesus said there are two roads in life, a broad road and a narrow road. The broad road leads to destruction, and the narrow road leads to eternal life. 
And you're on one or the other tonight. Every person here tonight is on one of those roads. You can change roads. But you cannot change the fact that you're a living soul and that you're going to live somewhere forever. Your soul is valuable because of God's concern. The whole Bible is concerned with the saving and developing of the soul in many ways. The Lord is long-suffering to us with not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Notice that. God is not willing that you should ever perish. God doesn't want you to be lost. He wants you to be saved, so much so that he has delayed judgment to give you time, so much so that he gave his Son on the cross for your sins. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, when Christ died on the cross, he was expressing the love of God toward you and by his death, covering your sins. Every sin you've ever committed, he covers so that he'll never judge you. But what about your soul? What if you lost it? What if you're losing it? What can you do about it? Tonight, you can repent of your sin. That word repent means to say, Lord, I have sinned, and you're willing to turn from your sin. God will have to help you to turn. You can't turn by yourself. You don't have the strength to, but he'll help you. A decisive decision is what I'm asking you to make tonight, to say yes to Jesus Christ. In the advertising column, there's an ad, now and forever. You decide for Christ now, and you'll be his forever. And you'll spend eternity with him. This final excerpt was delivered in 1997 at the San Jose, California Crusade. Jesus said, one soul is worth the whole world. You may gain the whole world and wake up one morning to find that you've missed the most important thing of all. You've missed getting your soul right with God. And you can't regain it. God has made a plan to save you, to save your soul. That's why Jesus Christ came and died on the cross, and that's why he rose from the dead. You and I are sinners. We deserve death. We deserve physical death and spiritual death. We deserve eternal death. But that's all been taken care of on the cross. He wants you to repent of your sins and to receive him by faith. And you can leave this earth when your time comes with absolute assurance that you're going to heaven. Today, God is giving you an opportunity to confront your own mortality, to reevaluate your life, and turn to him while there's still time. Your eternal soul is the most valuable thing that you possess, and you have the power of choice. It's worth more than the whole world.
Jesus Christ loves you so much that he died so that you might live fully and completely and eternally. Billions of years from now, you'll still be living. Many of you here today are desperately seeking something or someone to fill the great emptiness you feel inside. I want to tell you that the only person that can do that is Jesus Christ. He gave his life on the cross to pay the penalty.